I hated Priuses when they first came out. I thought Teslas were like golf carts on the road. I mm -hmm. call that my golf cart, you know? <laughs> so I'm not a EV evangelist. Mm -hmm. um, I used to drive my RX-7 and drop a couple gears and thank them for offsetting my carbon footprint. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's like, yeah. thankfully they're doing it because <laughs> I'm clearly not. But uh, there are now new applications of this technology and the performance and the just, it's a mixture of the economy the performance and the packaging, mm -hmm. it's getting so much better. Yeah, it's changed yeah. so much from the Insight and the Prius and, you know, EV1, EV2 that were literally golf carts on the road. Right. Now we have some serious performance that consumers are actually going to like. Uh -huh. uh, consumer demand is starting to drive a lot of this. Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Banty, and car builder, Steve Strope. And we're going to tell you some stories. Welcome to another episode of Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith, my buddy, Cam Banty, and car builder extraordinaire, Steve Strope. There and, he is. Uh, we've got, is. We've got kind of a fun thing going on. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, what's happening? Well, this this was my fault. Okay, I take full, ex <laughs> full, uh, full responsibility for this. But the bottom line is we have talked about electric cars numerous times. Several times. We, we kind of hate them. We sound like we hate them. Well, we kind of love you, the acceleration. He does. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But, Throw you under the bus. So, yeah, so, the, so the deal was... I can't even see out from under the bumper. <laughs> so, the, so the deal was, I thought, well, let's get somebody who knows something about electric cars from not only their business side, but also their personal experience of driving both fast cars that are uh, internal combustion, but now electric. And he's yeah. brought something here to uh, blow your hair back. Okay, Ooh. so Ooh. that'll be good. Uh, that is uh, Daniel McClellan, who uh -huh. is Kevin McClellan's son, son and Dave McClellan's grandson. I, I so, know who they are. You know who yes. they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and uh, <laughs> and so the so the deal was to to have somebody else who could talk about it and and. Yeah, point counterpoint. You know the uh, Jane, you ignorant slut kind of thing. Right, so, right, uh, right. Please do not use that within this deal. I told I told Daniel's mom I wouldn't. No, say this that. is going to be fun. This is going to be a it lot will. of fun. It it's will be a lot of fun. But you know, we talk about electric cars and we talk about you know Corvettes and things. We talked about that the other time, and I had some uh, background with some of the things that went on with. Um, with the Corvette and the Evolution, you know, the Z06 is coming out in October, mm -hmm. which is an interesting car. We talked about, you yes. know, we were looking at the yeah. motor. The motor's pretty awesome. Flat plane crank motor. Flat plane crank, yeah. or dual overhead cam, 600 horsepower, $62,000. Right. If okay. We believe what the car and driver people right. talking that's about, right. which is, I think, a fantasy, but it's that's okay. Radio delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that might be like motor delete. Exactly. <laughs> so, but the, the, the rumor is, and it's a pretty good rumor, is that the Z06 is coming out, but that the high Hybrid, after a bunch of testing, has been shelved by Mary Barrow herself because she didn't like internal combustion engines. I don't know. I can't internal point Internal combustion to engines are dead. Is now, the apparently. devil. Is the devil. Okay. So anyway, yes. so that's where we're at. But I, I thought that what we would do is have this conversation because, you know, Steve is very, very, you know, we've talked about GT40s <laughs> with electric motors in them. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's. You, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to save it. <laughs> for right now yeah but it, there's there's some look look <laughs> it's, no, it's very simple hush you <laughs> it's very simple i understand all the performance value i understand it's as fast as lightning i've ridden in these cars i've driven them as far as speed etc etc instant torque it's all there there's no argument there. But the stuff that got me into this was, besides um, 
design beauty, 250 GTO Ferraris, GT40s, AC Cobras. We can go on and on and on. They're also, as we've spoken before, highly visceral. There's more to a Lamborghini Mira than the absolutely gorgeous car when it's sitting there. It is an orchestration. It's something going on. It's almost living and breathing when it's, and believe me, if you're ever in one, you'll, you'll understand, even though they're stick-welded pieces of crap. It's the most beautiful stick-welded piece of crap you'll ever be in. <laughs> and that orchestra behind your head and all that stuff going on, the Tesla and other electric cars could wrap it around a tree four times speed-wise. Couldn't even get out of its own way, let alone handle like a new car. It's not the point. So... To say this is new better and to throw away what begat the whole thing as far as performance goes, because back then it was as much as the design and the element as the chase for performance and speed. I am somebody, as a personal car owner, side with the half or more of the Porsche, it's Porsche, not Porsche, owners that were up in arms when the PDA came, the PDK came out. They're like, but it's faster on the track. Yeah, you're right. And it's completely unemotionally detached. It's detached. You don't have to learn heel-toe, you big baby. The computer does it for you with downshift. Technologically, is it amazing? Of course it's amazing. Would race guys love it? Of course. It drops their times around the track. It does what it's supposed to. It's moving and improving the breed. You're right. Not what I want to do on the two on the Los Angeles Crest Highway. I want to feel it. I want to be part of it. In right. fact, I'd rather have an old little 356 Spider. Mm-hmm. Drift that thing with tires this wide. You'll know what a sports car is supposed to be. Right. You're learning it. You're connected right. to it. And that is, I am of the camp that the whole connection to that is why, very important, why I and people like me like this kind of thing. We are not just performance numbers we're not just, oh my God, this, this, and this. It's the whole package that draws us into it. So I'm not anti the electric car. Bring it on. But it's just like when <clears throat> your former employers spread the word of print is dead. Right. And then they're right. going to kill all their own magazines. Well, they did. They wanted to say print is dead, in my personal opinion, because they wanted to kill it off for themselves. They didn't want it. Yes, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, in my humble opinion. Uh, What do I know? Right. But since it's so dead, I can I can show you. I don't even know how many new magazines that have come out that have packed the shelves. That every time I go buy them, they're sold out. So clearly, the folks at Discovery, hi, um, (laughs) were not really. They just didn't want to babysit right. that annoying print. It's right. that simple. Right. I just right. got a copy of the So when the gas Corvette engine's fever. dead yeah. and now everybody on the planet has, dr- has gotten onto this thing, it's like, for me, I'm getting slightly frustrated with it because it's like, well, the hula hoop's the greatest toy in the world. You should all have hula hoops. In fact, you should make hula hoops. You know what? By 2035, we're all making hula hoops. Why? Because that's what everybody wants. Oh, great. Well, I don't. Right. Right. So I'm, right. I'm getting a little frustrated. I'm not anti the electric car. I'm getting right. frustrated with it. Uh, in another 10 years, that's all you'll be able to drive. Well, well we also talk yeah. about the functionality of it. How do you charge them up? You know, is it, if everybody has an well, electric car, how we charge them up? Story. So there's, if there's these are things that grid. Daniel will have to address. Yeah. So <laughs> we have rolling, we have rolling <laughs> black or brownouts, whatever color you want to use. Already. Already. And, and so if you snapped your fingers and gave everybody an electric car tomorrow, oh, good luck with that, because that, yeah. that, there's no grid for <laughs> right, it. Right. Right. So that's an interesting, and this will that's be, a subject these are all points itself. That we need that's to bring not up. anti-electric yeah, absolutely. car. These are that's, things, a, that's, yeah. a, 
Yeah. How's that going to work? Because functionally, we talk about that, and we've talked about you know solar and, and Tesla batteries in your garage and the whole thing. And you know, I don't know. I'd like a to whole hear this bunch more. Like yes. nobody talks about how how much waste it takes to make them. Yeah. How we're getting rid of those batteries, which right. everybody seems to go. What batteries? Right. Uh, we what? You know, what are you going to put them in a rocket and send yeah. them off at the sun and melt them? Because sounds good. They're not going in a landfill. <laughs> so there's a and, and that's that's the thing that kind of got me gets me frustrated. It's like yeah. this is the perfect second coming. It's like no, it's not perfect. It's far from perfect. Right. And as you've talked about hydrogen, there's whole tons of other stuff, and they're all like shh. shh Shh, don't talk about that kind of energy. We don't want that. Right. We want electric now because we've put $30 billion into R&D to have our new line of cars, so you shut up about that hydrogen <laughs> stuff. So, well, I mean, it's clear. Yeah. It's money. Well, if their Elon Musk comes up with the actual lithium and he, you know, for the Tesla cars, he could just put it in SpaceX and get it rid of it. So, That's what I was go. thinking. There you go. So it's a combination right. of uh, multiple. So, they're so all interconnected. The record, before we get into this, I'm not anti. Yes. I'm just pro I'd like Looking to hear at the whole package I'd, for what I'd like it is to hear and what's going the, on. Here. You know, our, our problems addressed. Yeah. Find out what they say. We're addressed. Yeah. So <laughs> I hear we have a little. That's another a small that's another show. There a small adventure that's going to happen yes, as well. Absolutely. You We're, and I get to go for a ride. Yeah. I've I've like been in a plane. Yeah. Well, close. Yeah, Sounds probably. like I think I think well, I've I think you're going to be impressed. So, oh no, I think you're going to be impressed. Trust me. So we're going to cut away for a second, and then come back. It'll be it'll be that quick. But, they're going to uh, leave me naked outside of Albuquerque. Exactly. That's what they're going to do. Albuquerque, I'm it's looking at a It's a fraternity prank. <laughs> but, I'm uh, just going to be left there. Yes. Yeah. Our, All right. Our, so so we will return. Right. I will be gone. And, and Daniel will, will replace me. I will be gone. Daniel will replace me. And you can look this way and spend, send, you know, those, those vicious eye looks that you guys give her. Sorry. This way. But I won't oh, be we'll here. He'll play nice. Okay. He'll play nice. Okay. All right. So we will return. Yeah. Very good. Forthwith. And with ARP, it's not just a lot of intake manifolds, uh, studs for heads, right. but they also have a humongous selection of American and metric that we use all throughout the car, even large bolts that we use on the suspension components because you want that same strength, that same durability and reliability, right. plus the beautiful looks. And, and stuff outside the catalog. Right. They have a special order program where if you're, if you're a builder and you need some special stuff made, they can do that for you. So it's an amazing, amazing company to work with. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. So you're probably amazed at the speed of our return. So Daniel, Mc, Daniel McClellan is here with us now who actually owns a Tesla. It's an S3, right? Model 3. Model 3. Model yes. 3. So we just went for a test drive, which we will plug in, I guess, you know, throughout the discussion here with big smiles on our faces. So I got a chance to drive it. Daniel drove it for us. Steve wasn't interested. I was <laughs> <laughs> going to throw you under the bus. I deserve this. So, so the whole concept here is to bring someone in here who actually owns one of these vehicles, knows more about than we do, and, and to talk about you know, some of the advantages and the, and the pluses and having driven it, it's, it's throttle responsive, man. I Definitely mean, true. you know, I, we were mentioning in the car that, you know, for us gearheads with internal combustion engines, we're used to torque curves that start out low, build up then fall back off again. And you have to have gears to help you get there. This doesn't need that. It has instantaneous torque, instant torque, instant torque. everything right at the hit. That's 60. Yeah. So, yeah. 
they run pretty good. Oh, heck yeah. There's no question. Yeah. Right. And and it's right there. I mean, it launches. What did you say the 60-foot time was? It's about a 150, 60-foot. 150, foot, yeah. And it runs yeah. a 1160 in the quarter mile. Yeah. That's pretty stout. Because yeah. I know my Chevelle runs about those numbers. Not quite. It's well, Actually, the best 60-foot time was, I think, a 158, something like that. And but it's it's an incredibly crude car okay. compared to this thing. We can That's, line them up. Yeah, I know you want to yeah, race. Yeah, I hear what's going on. <laughs> but the problem is that the rest of the time, my car is incredibly crude. It's it's not something you want to be driving in traffic. Right. And and this thing does everything very very well. So it has sure. a lot of advantages. And I think that's probably what pe gets people attention when you drive it for the first time and you step on the loud pedal and it goes. I'm sorry. It's not yeah. a loud pedal. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not. It would be. It would be a soft pedal a or a, a quiet pedal. It's a, okay. It's a, it's okay. So let's let's talk pedal. a little bit about the performance and and what you've seen. How long have you had the car now? Uh, since March. March. Uh, so okay. I've had the car since March. I started a, a new position in my job, which actually supports a lot of electric vehicle companies with uh -huh. test equipment for developing batteries, motors, inverters, charging systems. And I'm having to do a lot of L.A. city driving, uh, drive from Orange County into Los Angeles, drive out here to Ventura. And, uh, you know, it gives me carpool lane access. It cuts through traffic like nothing else. Right. And uh, it can drive itself as well, which is very nice. When so let's, let's talk traffic. a little bit about that. It'll drive itself. Sure. So how disconcerting is that? Uh, well... If you're used to not really paying attention very much in traffic, it's much safer than usual. If you're going to be on your phone anyways, uh, you might as well be in a car that's steering and starting and stopping by itself. Uh, you know, three hours in L.A. traffic will do some bad stuff to yes. people. So, yes, it, 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 uh, attention deficit disorder, I think, falls yes. in there somewhere. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So it's a much more comfortable car to drive every day. Mm -hmm. uh, I was not a diehard. I'm still not a diehard. I mean, I have uh, stupid cars of my own, sports cars, uh, V8 swap Mazdas. I drag race and anything that I want to do yeah, for the wagon racing, is how quick? Uh, the wagon has been 980 uh, doing a wheel stand to the bumper. Uh, <laughs> what is the wagon? The wagon's I understand a, it's a wagon. What yeah, wagon? 1980 Malibu station wagon. Oh, it's Malibu. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Malibu wagon. G-body. G-body. It has a stroked LS3, power glide, 6,000 stall converter, 456 gears, and uh, and sweet stands wheel at stand. See, now we can have a beer. Yes. And leaves hard, right? Yes. You, you leave and you see blue sky. Absolutely. Uh, so that's purpose-built <laughs> drag race car. I mean, it's... Right. It's a lot of fun, but mm -hmm. that's all it does. That's all it does. Yeah. Right, right. Um, also, I have a 94 RX-7 that also has a stroked LS engine in it, six-speed, set up like a road race car. Ooh. And that's the only other car that I've driven on the street that can hit like an electric motor. Yeah. I mean, the throttle response, it's just there because it's basically set up like a race car. Right, um, right. It's meant to do one thing very well. Right. Um, so it's been a very unique experience, I'd say, for me. Uh, for a car a daily driver you know a camry replacement mm -hmm. uh i don't think i want anything that's not electric powered again in the really? future really? um unless i need to go long distances the electric is a much more comfortable and easier to drive car mm -hmm. so yeah. wow yeah. okay and i could see why because in that short period of time that i drove it you know it was fun and what was interesting also was lifting off the throttle and how it regenerative braking sure. it pulls you down where your dad said you got to find the the sweet spot there where it, it won't decelerate real hard if you right. because you're used to driving a car where you lift off 
everything goes into kind of coast mode. This thing does not. Now you can turn that off. But uh, you can, yeah, but it extends your range. It saves your brakes as well. Right, uh, so right. if you drive it responsibly, which I don't, uh, but if you drive it responsibly, <laughs> well, it, it, it uh, it's an honest man. <laughs> not to, doesn't it? It does, it does. Yeah. Uh, the power's right there, but if you drive it responsibly, they call it one foot driving, mm -hmm. uh, you almost never have to replace the brakes. The uh -huh. brakes can be a 100,000 mile service wow. item. Uh, which is something out here, people, you know, I remember going down the freeway one time following this woman and I hit my brakes once. Mm -hmm. She hit her brakes 24 times. Okay. You know, so it's one of those things if you're paying attention, sure. you know, but it's just on off, on off, on off, on off. And that's why there's so many brake shops in Los of Angeles. Course, of course. Because in traffic, you just use them up. So right. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> do you want to do the count counterpoint now? You know what? There is no real counterpoint. I've said enough. Well, I, I'm not anti it at all. I just don't want it replacing. Right. It will well, never replace for me the things that I love about the performance automobile. Sure. Nowhere have I ever stated that the vehicles do not have an unbelievable performance. Right. Uh, it's it's interesting though. Um, Though, as a obviously as a commuter, and I and again, I've been in these vehicles. I haven't just hated them from the sidewalk, <laughs> even though I do hate them from the sidewalk. Uh, I've driven them, and they're extremely just like riding in it tonight. It's extremely comfortable. It is mildly disturbingly quiet. Yeah. Um, I I I'm sorry. Which is kind of nice. It's something, but I guess that's what the stereo and Metallica is for. But, <laughs> um, but. I can understand, especially owning one and driving one, uh, for a brainless commuter vehicle, yeah. uh, you're not bothering with gas stations. Um, it can get out of its own way, clearly. Yeah. Uh, and it handles properly. You know, yeah. as, a, as a get-around vehicle to do things with, hey, rock and roll. You know, I, I can see it. My venomous reaction <laughs> to the situation is the world grabbing onto it not looking at the whole picture and thinking it's the second coming. And then all the manufacturers who all they're seeing is, is dollar bills. They're not seeing, you know, saving the polar bears as much as they'd love to use that as an excuse. Yeah. That's the stuff that, that rubs me. Well, I think also, though, though not you know, the cars themselves. Electric stuff is, I mean, also being forced, the manufacturer being forced to do this because of cafe standards, right? Right. I, I mean, I, how, you yeah. know, you sell all these big trucks that we all own that sure. get 22 miles a gallon on the freeway. That's they're they're much better than they used to be, but when when the government's got a cafe standard that's fifty percent higher than that, really hard to achieve that. Well, and I think you brought up the one that's going to shock the most people because I think people like us all lump me, myself into this group. Yeah, you're uh, allowed. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I think people like us that own a truck that like hot rods, you know, might have a muscle car in their garage. They like the truck because it has a big V8. Now some are forced to have turbo V6s or four cylinders. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time you drive an electric truck and tow with it and load it down, you'll be amazed at how much better it performs. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, think of it as electrification. It can be a full electric vehicle, it can be a hybrid vehicle. You know, maybe the hybrid motor is doing a torque fill and helping your truck get moving. Uh -huh. Maybe it helps that six cylinder feel more like a V8. Right. It's almost like the same argument as forced induction from the 80s. Mm -hmm. You know, make this six cylinder feel like your old V8. Yeah. And it's very similar. And 
I hated Priuses when they first came out. I thought Teslas were like golf carts on the road. I mm-hmm. call that my golf cart, you know? <laughs> so I'm not a EV evangelist. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to drive my RX-7 and drop a couple gears and thank them for offsetting my carbon footprint. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's like, yeah. thankfully they're doing it because <laughs> I'm clearly not. But uh, there are now new applications of this technology and the performance and the just, it's a mixture of the economy the performance and the packaging, mm-hmm. it's getting so much better. Yeah. It's changed yeah. so much from the Insight and the Prius and, you know, EV1, EV2 that were literally golf carts on the road. Right. Now we have some serious performance that consumers are actually going to like. Uh-huh. Uh, consumer demand is starting to drive a lot of this. So one of the things I like to do is always assemble an engine with ARP bolts, and it's not just because they're sponsors, but because it really does work. Um, and and the stuff is fantastic. I never have to worry about it. Steve, you build building cars too. Yeah, right? uh, actually, it's part of my baseline design plan when I'm building a car that's going to be shown or featured in a magazine. It's part of the plan right. to have that little bit of diamonds all over the engine bay or in the suspension. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff is beautiful. I remember uh, a long time ago, I built the first time I ever touched it, 69Z28, all of the uh, water jacket holes had stripped out, and I learned about ARP studs. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. Uh, We'd like to thank one of our uh, main sponsors has been with us for a long time, Alden American Shocks. They make a coilover shock that is very impressive. Uh, You've had, you have them on your Chevelle. Yeah, I got a set on my Chevelle. We did a, we did a little Jespis garage video. And very cool looking. I mean, with the the chrome exterior, excellent looking. And you can get them different finishes as well. And single and double adjustables. The adjustability, that's Mm -hmm. what I was just going to say, is the key ingredient here because you've got something that can be tuned to improve the suspension and ride for that. And ride quality. And ride height. so, so uh, very simple. Yeah, you can also just write height. Yeah, yeah exactly. All very good. Coilover. But yeah. anyway, so go take a look at uh, AldenAmerican.com. And if you use the code uh, CARGUY10, you'll get 10% off. Yeah, that's even better. Even better. Yeah. See, it pays to watch the show. And, and part of this is, I think, because our whole... America grew up with V8s, big big engines with right. lots of torque. So this fits right in with that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that must be a shock in Europe where they're used to driving so. little tiny cars where it's like, wow, this acceleration has got to be phenomenal. So Definitely. And a lot, them, of people, be... a lot of people have never experienced performance like that. Right. I mean, right. uh, a gas-powered car that went 1150s, you know, until uh, the latest generation Mustang with the 10-speed auto and the Camaro mm-hmm. with the 8-speed auto and 650 horsepower supercharged V8s, like cars were not that fast. Right. You know, your, right. your Corvette was a 13-second car because yeah. nobody could shift it to the 12-second car and driver time that one person did, right you know? right their hero driver right, did right. right exactly so for the everyday person that's not a performance driver they're getting an experience that you know the only other place is pretty much a roller coaster uh-huh right right yeah it's uh now so you mentioned the trucks so do you, mm-hmm. i mean what kind of range in towing let's say a three or four thousand pound trailer sure what kind of range can you get out of the truck so the the bigger vehicles are interesting i was actually just at a trade show in long beach called the advanced clean technology expo and mm-hmm. it was all uh class three through class eight trucks so everything from delivery vans to semi trucks that are entirely electrified I saw probably 20 to 25, maybe 30 concept vehicles from major manufacturers. There was not a single diesel engine in the place. It was all hydrogen and lithium powered vehicles. And they have uh, switched now into uh, providing solutions. Instead of just having uh, packaging the powertrain or building the vehicle, 
They're also providing battery swap out services. They're providing hydrogen refueling technology. They're providing charging stations and also tailoring these vehicles specifically to the work that they need to do. Mm-hmm. So if it's a school bus that does two 30 mile routes a day, they don't Makes need 600 mile range. Right. Um, the other thing uh, for the passenger vehicles that you're going to be able to buy, a truck's a bigger vehicle. Mm-hmm. So you can pack in more powerful motors, more power in the battery, which also gives you more range. Right. If you see like the Teslas and Lucids coming out with one, uh, there's thousand plus horsepower performance EV sedans coming out. The high performance model has the longest range as well. Because if you stay off the pedal, that's just more Large distance range. you can go. Right. Four or five hundred miles in right. some cases. Right. Yeah. That's amazing stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I will so, state. I, I will state. I, I again, I've ridden in the cars and, yeah. and the, the the straight line acceleration, which is interesting because when you were talking about you know your wagon, it's like mm-hmm. it does one thing. And as you said, and other people have said too, when you're in the water, here's its party trick. Yeah. Put your foot down it, so it's just like there's its one thing, mm-hmm. but. You, again, have made it very clear. It's a good commuter when mm-hmm. you're not doing the party trick. Right. Sure. But for, for those of you who think I hate, which I've tried to state that I don't, <laughs> it, it, though it, this is an annoyance, we've got to find a way to fix this. When you stomp on the light switch <laughs> and you accelerate, the thing is so strong that yeah. you sink back in the seat. And it resets your seatbelt. Then you can't <laughs> breathe. You can't breathe. Can't breathe. And I'm like, I can't feel my knees. And so, if, if Tessa, or if you're listening, you know, if you could ease up on that, or, or stiffer foam, or something that just doesn't uh, strangle you. Anyway, but it's 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 very it's obviously blisteringly fast and extremely yeah. Yeah. extremely impressive. But as a designer. As, and, and, and again, I know I'm speaking across the table to you because you obviously own a great uh, a group of vehicles that are performance stuff with LSs, which mm-hmm. I won't hold against you or you. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> we drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago. The Kool-Aid. Um, it is just water. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for me, as a designer, I get stuck into a frustration of it uh, even though you know better, there's multiple platforms. You know mm-hmm. what's under there. But for me, I get frustrated with the world of you've got an electric drivetrain. So that means it's a big version of, a, to me, an RC car. It's like today it's a Volkswagen. Tomorrow it's a Lamborghini. Sure. Today it's a four-way four-truck. It's the same thing underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would how I got into this stuff mm-hmm. wasn't raw performance. How I got into this is I loved the different things, not just the shapes, the different motors, the different sure. things. All those things are romance to me. So that clearly is really not, and it's not a slam, it's just a statement. It's right. it's not really there yeah. in, in that package. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, it's pretty much the same thing with a different body on it to, right. a, to a point. It's, I'm not that ignorant. I know there are, di- right. there are different layouts, but... Yeah. You know, yeah. same with radio controlled cars. And the right. difference is mainly going to be in how they tune the software of making the car handle. It's it's very different. I mean, you still have your suspension, suspension tuning, brakes, tires, right. wheel packages, all mm-hmm. of that. But, you know, the motors play such a part in how the vehicle handles. Like you mentioned, yeah. the regen brakes, but yeah. they can torque vector. They can control each wheel independently, right. which yeah. is just getting further and further away from feeling like you're driving the car. Right. And, that, and that's another thing. Like I, I was saying, forget the EV thing. I was right. so frustrated with Porsche when 
you know, they were saying, and, and by the way, they are now making stick cars again because a large <laughs> group of the Porsche ownership around the world said, we want our manual back, mm. oh, damn yeah. it. And so now, lo and behold, you can have that again because many people didn't just want, I want faster scalpel, I want to be connected. Sure. Yeah. Want, and that's part of the experience they, they like. I'm probably not close enough to the mic, and most people don't care. So um, <laughs> they probably like, yay, shut him up. <laughs> So that that um, that there's there's a whole bunch of stuff, but it's that the thing we've said before. It's it's the missing, and again, you understand this because of the vehicles, the performance vehicles Definitely. you own with V8s. It's missing the visceral. And I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, I have my Mazda. I like to drive it on the street. Uh, yeah, it feels like California is trying to do everything they can to get cars like that exactly. off the road. Exactly. And I'm fine with technology marching on so long as we can continue yeah, to do I the think, things that well, we well, want well, to well, do. Well, allow us to yeah, still maintain the right. cars, but that, which brings the question. That's my thing, too. It's like, give me an option. If, and, and the thing is, if I'm, I'm the person, when you tell me, no, 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 mm -hmm. I'm the first person going and doing it. <laughs> right. So, right. so it's right. like, if you just backed off and, 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 and I was like, I need another commuter car, I'd probably even humor it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. But now when it's like, it's the only thing you're going to own, and uh, everything you like is wrong right. and bad, right. how dare you, you evil right. person. Who, well, see, I think, I think part Ugh. of the reason for all this confusion is because oh, we're I'm on the... I'm not confused. <laughs> <laughs> I may be stupid, is, but is, I'm not confused. Is, is the either-or concept. Yeah, again, we mentioned this before, that, that, yeah. that it's never going to be either-or because, because we don't have the infrastructure to support 100% EV vehicles, even oh. though the state of California would love... Love to have us all driving electric cars by 2035. That's not going to happen. Not in my work. No, no. So I got a question for him. Yeah, sure. I just forgot it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was it? It was important. Crap. The light bulb I am was old. Up what am I like? So, so no, no. It, it was, oh, um, had to do with, believe it or not, with electric cars. Uh, <laughs> Shockingly. I, I know. What was it? It was something to do with with upcoming upcoming technology. Uh, crap! It was actually we'll, we'll good. Think about it. We, yeah, we I got I got to grab that back out of the air because yeah. it was actually it was actually made sense. An intelligent question. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like an intelligent question in everything. <laughs> so I think I think part of this whole thing is mm. and and I mean, chime right in mm -hmm. that we're kind of at at the evolution maybe a hundred years ago when when the automobile was replacing the horse. And, and, you know, there's an awful lot of people that are so content with the horse that they can't see the advantages to the gasoline engine 100 years ago. Right. I got and it. You got, so you remember your question now? Basically. Okay. All right. So, so do you, with, I was complaining on the way in here after driving the car that, that his car thing, um, that Aston Martin, which is one of my favorite brands, is saying, I think it's 2025, they're not going to have any. Normal engined no cars, no all electric. And so the question, because you're in the industry mm -hmm. to a point, since there is money involved, since there is giant corporations wanting to get the upper hand and have their all electric stuff, which is the new hip thing going on, right? whether it's good or not, is not in question. It's definitely the thing that's happening. Sure. Mm -hmm. Rules are being put in place to force it, all that stuff. Are companies like Aston jumping the shark? Are they are they getting too far ahead of themselves already? It's like that's it. Just wipe out gasoline Moser. Wipe them out. Right. And and is it arguable that plenty of people who would be purchasing one now 
I don't want to buy that. That's not what I want in Aston Martin. Because for. they're being forced into something right. they may not or, want. Or let's let's go right back over to Porsche with the PDK and the mm-hmm. manual. They they've the Porsche or a large group of that ownership has already shown their hand and lost their minds about losing a manual transmission. Mm-hmm. Are you now gonna go, guess what? You're gonna get nothing. You're gonna get an electric motor in mm-hmm. your nine eleven. No more heel toe, no more. You'll have blistering straight line performance and we'll still handle great. Right. I mean, is that a dumb move for Porsche? We should just say Volkswagen. Well, I think history will well, obviously but, prove but, but that but out. I, I know, know where I'm going out. with this. Yes. There yes. are people who don't want to purchase that. Of course. For, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, it's like, and, and like they're all marching onto, nope, everything we make. Is going to be electric. It's well, like maybe it, your it, whole purchasing world doesn't want that. And How about both? And to the to the exclusion of a situation where now we're not giving you an option. So right, that's what so, I mean. Yeah. How about both? So you're not you're not right. having an option, and and too many people want what they want, and and you know this is a this is also about government intervention into. Mm-hmm. You know, into building us something that we want. So Ferrari's yeah. got a new hybrid. And, Have and you seen the new one? Uh, uh, I forget one? the I forget the the number for it, but it's got a it's got a um, turbo V six okay. hybrid. Beautiful car, beautiful car. They actually made a really good looking car, which mm. they had to to try and sell this. You know, <laughs> to the Ferra- well, to the Ferrari marquee, sure. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, I'll be very interested because they're they're trying to graciously go into that. Okay. They also swore up and down they'd never ever 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 do an SUV, and they are. Mm. Of course. Tisk. Well, you have, to, you have to do with the with the Enzo's with rolling over in his. Actually, if it pays for F1 racing, he wouldn't be rolling he over. He probably wouldn't be care. Like, <laughs> don't care. Sell a stupid truck thing. Yeah. Just as long as we can go racing. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> beat the crap out of you. I only got one eye. Give me a break. So. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens, or is the big global change so grandiose that we'll squash out you weird performance people anyway? I think yeah. I think that's starting to happen, but it's going to be replaced by a different type of performance, and it might not be the engine noise and the mechanical connection to the car, which is a tragedy. I mean, I don't want to lose yeah, that and either. I, and, we I, might and, all I, have and I believe yeah. you, you think that because right. of what you own. Yeah. We, we might have to all go back and get shifter carts and go race on the weekend. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's ways to get the thrill until they literally ban gasoline from the state. But right. um, a good example is the Remac Nuvera. Uh, Remac just went into a joint venture with Porsche and Bugatti. Yeah, Remax I know what it is. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's a good EV looking. hypercar, 1,900 horsepower. Wow. It just went to Bakersfield on Michelin street tires, not a Cup R, not any yep. R compound, mm-hmm. bogus. It was a Michelin street tire, all-wheel drive. It went like 830 at 167 miles an hour. Wow. Street on that legal. off-road track. On what? It's an off-road course, even though it's a drag track. Bakersfield. No, Bakersfield. That's why I'm saying. Right. Right. I've run nostalgia funny cars there. It's an off-road track. Gotcha. That's that's the furthest thing from smooth as glass as you can possibly Right, right. So that's that's the most extreme. That's now the fastest production car that you can buy. And what, what, what was it again? Eight sixty. It was, I believe, an eight thirty at one hundred and sixty-seven miles an hour. One hundred and sixty-seven on street tires. I bet that tires a seatbelt. Oh boy. Definitely does. Oh boy. And and Tesla's Tesla's new Plaid Model S, which is a little bit bigger car than we're in today, it goes nine thirties at one hundred and fifty. And we could have loaded up all of us and gone nine fifty, nine sixty on the yeah. street out there. <laughs> 
And you know, that's insane. You can say you can say all you want about how much you hate electric vehicles. You strap into a 930 sedan and do that on the street, you're gonna have fun. I mean, it's it's a different type of experience. You can also see the the bleeding hearts out there, the hand ringers going, "Why do you need something like that?" That's the watch, and and they'll take that away. They'll do well. It's really difficult to justify. Right. This from the mothership. Yeah. And your car ain't gonna do that no more. So that's that's the latest thing is to have thousand horsepower EV. You know, that's the latest thing. The luxury and performance sedans, they're all gonna be a thousand horsepower, they're all gonna go nines, but I think they're gonna punch their own ticket here soon where the government is now going to say that's eight cars accelerating. Yeah. What what are you doing? People could be driving for that. And the part that frustrates me is people say, oh, electric so much faster than gas-powered engines. Well, no, you've just made it to where you can't build a gas-powered engine due to emissions regulations that and go that doing fast. That. Right, right. You could build a seven-second gas-powered production car, sure. put a twin-turbo big <laughs> block in something sure. and 2,500 horsepower. And yeah. Let's start yeah. doing that right away. Let's do right. that tomorrow, shall we? I'm, I'm, I'm game. Yeah. Yeah. We have an 80 Malibu station wagon. It needs to go <laughs> six. <laughs> need. Need is the operative yes. word. We yes. need yeah. to go six. Yep. Yep. By so. the way, any time uh, <clears throat> during this episode, if the producer and engineers can be bleeding and just piping in Red Barchetta by Rush, uh, all of you <laughs> kids out there and older guys, go look up Red Barchetta by Rush and read the lyrics, and you'll be very interested because it's basically about kid who goes to his uncle's farm and the guy's got a red barchetta his uncle has this sports car hidden away because he used to drive it before the motor law in other words it's illegal to have cars right. and, and he uh, goes out and takes it for a joyride and he gets chased by whatever the the, the official law things are mm. and he has to hightail it back to the barn so, car, right? yeah and that was written in the 80s mm, yeah. it wasn't even that long ago yeah. look at him preach it rush so anyway, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Should that be listened to on vinyl only? No, <laughs> no, no. Even though I highly recommend. Okay. Well, yeah. Go, go on, go on. Have yourself some fun. Look up Red Barchetta. Read the lyrics, mm-hmm. and enjoy some good musicianship. So I, I think where we're at here is 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 the transition. There's where all the tension's coming from, you know, because sure. we're in the midst of this transition, and you know, old guys like us that grew up with internal combustion engines, and old. young guys like you that sure. did too, and and we're seeing this transition happen, and it's disconcerting, right? I, I would agree. Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging. Yeah, I would say yeah. I I still want to drag race. I've been drag racing since I was 16. I've mm-hmm. been racing some form of vehicle since I was 11. Yeah. And I quickly see that path slipping away from me, at yep. least in California, yeah. unless I want to get into some other form of electrified racing. I mean, Porsche just unveiled their endurance uh, EV. I saw that um, really? It matches the performance of their GT2, GT3 Le Mans car. Really? Um, so it's, it's a coming. Full, full electric car. Full electric car. don't sound like it, though. No, it certainly <laughs> doesn't. Um, so motorsports will live on. It's going to continue to help these companies develop the latest and greatest technology and that will benefit consumers. And I think for the average consumer that needs a people mover, I don't want to deal with a transmission that doesn't do what I say. I don't want to try and pull out in front of traffic and have it not be in the right gear and then I'm cutting people off. Mm -hmm. I mean, electric is a better experience for the day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, But just losing or banning everything else outright that we want to do on the side, 
Yeah, it's the agree. pendulum That's... swinging so hard the sure. other way. It's right. like, whoa, 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 right. whoa. You know, right. let come down with harder regulations to thin out the herd, less gas-powered stuff. You know, you need at least 50% of the cars you manufacture to be all electric. Let the, the consumer decide which way he wants mm-hmm. to go. Exactly. Yeah. Or even, even two-thirds, one-third. Two-thirds mm-hmm. all electric, one-third gas. So at least you have the choice, and obviously it'll crush the amount of uh, fuel being used sure. in comparison just by default. Mm-hmm. You right. know, it's just allow options. But it's no, no, no. Just yeah. close the door and, you know, just start beheading people in the streets. I mean, jeez. <laughs> you know, let them eat cake. Mm. Well, I like cake, but... <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's just like, y'all all. You know, I'm good grief. Well, but I don't, I don't think ugh. it necessarily, I mean, it, it, it may be that's where it's appearing right now. Yes, that's exactly how it's appearing. But, <laughs> but it may not necessarily be the, the, the reality of it Well, they, and that's why I poised that question to right. him. It's like, right. is, it, is it wise for them to put all the eggs in one basket? So, so you so can't you mentioned, tell you the future, the, you don't the, know. The show that you were just at, yes. and they were over-the-road vehicles. Yes. So like, like full-on tractor-trailer setups? Correct. And, and those can have, they have decent range? They do. So you have a lot of space on a vehicle that large. Mm-hmm. I've seen some, they put either hydrogen tanks or batteries where the sleeper cabin is, you know, extend that out, put okay. stuff in there. So where do the guys sleep? Extend it out. <laughs> on, on top of the On top, right. of, the on top of the batteries. You, They're nice you and warm. You sleep on the tire. <laughs> right. Um, and trailers. I mean, they're talking about solar panels on trailers, which is kind of, a strange concept right now because solar is not that power dense, but right. you know, over time this might develop. You can also have batteries in your trailer, so maybe you drop your load. That's kind of what the, I was thinking was that at you the would, warehouse because the trailer has that area between the the, the tires. You sure. can fill with batteries and connect that to the to the truck. Correct. Right. 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 So it's weight. It is weight. Yeah, you know, which reduces their mass that they can carry. Right. But right. but you know, we just have to figure out how to make our freeways better so right. they can carry more weight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's certain targets that have been set, especially here in California. Port of Long Beach by 2035 is going to be zero emissions. So wow. you cannot drive your diesel-powered truck into the Port of Long Beach. All of the support vehicles within the Port of Long Beach will wow. be zero emissions. Less so than that's, 15 years from now. Yeah. So that's <laughs> either hydrogen or electric. And if How it, old am but, I? But again, that kind of makes sense <laughs> because be those dead. are limited use, use sure. vehicles. They have a, a Man, given distance that they travel. Right. And so that works. Like, like you mentioned, uh, um, uh, school buses. Right. That's perfect example at or or garbage trucks or, you know, they have a set route every Correct. day where we know that's what it's what it's good for. And you know? you're not idling your trucks when they're just sitting there, right. Um, right. which is not the noise. You know, the the emissions there is mm-hmm. still sure. emissions. And yeah, that, just, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Sure. Like there's a million things that you could force the electrical thing on to make big that changes. Beneficial. Yeah. And totally that, beneficial. that does make a lot more sense, in my opinion, than going after the passenger market first. And I think that's where we're going to see the most transformative change. You know, mm-hmm. your gas truck won't be annoying or your, your trash truck won't be as annoying when it comes through your neighborhood. It'll be more efficient, cleaner. Uh, your delivery vehicles, you know, Amazon, FedEx, UPS, they will all have all electric. Right. And in some cases, autonomous vehicles here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't need as much maintenance. You know, there's no oil changes. There's almost no moving parts. Right. And it's much easier to make an electric car drive itself than a gas-powered car. Because I can remember moving out here in 79 and working on Sunset Boulevard and having mm-hmm. the, the, 
the diesel-powered buses drive by you mm -hmm. with these clouds of black smoke coming right. out of them. And Bill's it was character. Evil. What's wrong? Oh, boy, it was evil. <laughs> you know, and it was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And now you look at where we are now. It's right. like, okay, it's much more clean. It's much cleaner now. It is. Compressed natural gas, things like that, mm -hmm. which were much more. But even the, the electric would be a far better idea. Right. And a compressed natural gas-powered bus does not excite me. I mean, no. I love internal combustion engines. Mm -hmm. I don't care about stuff like right. that. I right. just want to keep playing with my sports cars and drag race cars and <laughs> V8s. And uh, I tell my customers, you know, I'm like the worst example of somebody working in this industry because I spend my day job to earn money working with EVs and alternative energy, and I take all my money and I throw it into engines and race cars. So that's, uh, that's still what I like to do. You know? And that's Which why we're letting him live. Because yeah. <laughs> afterwards, we'd have to kill him. Yeah. Did I say that? So that's fair. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that's that we're necessarily going to, we're not necessarily going to convert anybody. No. But, but I, I, would, I would highly suggest going out and test driving one. Just get a sure, feel for it. loosen the belt up first. <laughs> but, but take it because it is, it's impressive. It's and a unique man. experience and it's, it's a nice driving experience for a day-to-day -day car. Mm -hmm. I, I think some of the other areas where it's going to benefit us, which I didn't know until I started working this job, is improvements to the grid. You mentioned problems with the grid. Uh, you know, electricity is not my favorite thing to purchase. Uh, and it's also not necessarily the best experience of all time to have brownouts or blackouts in your home, not have your air conditioning on hot days. And this extra demand, not only is there billions of dollars being put into it, but some of the smartest people we have in the state, our engineers are working on these problems right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you mentioned uh, leftover batteries from the vehicles. They have different grades of batteries. You know, the highest performance can go in a car because they can be discharged very quickly and charged back up. After they age out, you take the cells out because they're all modular. You build mm -hmm. cells into modules, construct into packs, put a computer on it, put it in the car. After that life cycle is done, you can take out the cells or you can put those packs into energy, energy storage on the grid. Mm -hmm. okay. So now the solar charges the batteries. You run your building off the battery. Um, you're not pulling from the grid as much. Um, so these are improvements that's going to improve not only our transportation, reduce pollution every day, but also improve our experience getting electricity from the grid, grid stability, and be less reliant on a single source of electricity. Because the whole thing is, people may not understand that you don't, you can't save really electricity, like I can in a car and a storage battery. So in your house, when you need the electricity, the de, you know, the demand is high, mm -hmm. they have to put it out. But then at night, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, the demand is really low. Sure. They have to pull that production back down again because right. it has to be on demand. Right. So with, with a group of batteries where you could begin to store that power, then that levels that curve. Yeah, back it's out. called peak shaving. You okay. know, if you can shave that peak and keep it more of a flat line, mm -hmm. uh, power plants are very, very efficient at running stable through right. the day. Right. And usually the ones they bring on for peak are some of the dirtiest and least efficient because okay. they're being fired up just to cover right. those peak demands. Right. So again, it's all about advancing the engineering. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So our grid's going to get better, smarter, and uh, yeah. more efficient through this cool. as well. Yeah. Look at all the stuff you're learning. This is <laughs> smash cut down. to who, a scene who from Terminator. Thought, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Daniel, thank you for coming, man. Is this thank you a very lot much. of fun? It and, has. Uh, Steve, thank you. Steve learned a few Definitely. things.
you know, something. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we'll just keep playing this game out, you know. Uh, likely this will not be the last time we'll be talking about this. And, uh, you know, so... Um, we can have him come on every now and then and give us updates. Updates, yeah. Updates. Technology updates. Yeah. Updates. All right. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> That's it from, from our grid. Keep your enemies <laughs> close. <laughs> and, and go out and light up that internal combustion engine.